Welcome to Granite Spirits Podcast, a place where we are exploring the path to perfect self-expression. I'm your host, Laura Lynn, and I want to try this new thing where I do like a little astrology segment right before we get into everything. And so my astrology segment for today is that there are no planets in retrograde and they won't be, there won't be any uh, for the next 11 weeks. So now is the time to like go towards your dreams, like to actually put in the work and just see all of the abundance just come in. So hope you enjoyed that. But we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about Mother Jimenez. She is absolutely incredible. She is a 420 artist. You must follow her on Instagram. I'll link everything below. And I just, it was so incredible to sit down with her and to talk about so many different subjects. Obviously, we talked about weed and how beautiful and magical this plant is, but we also talked about our Mexican heritage. We talked about art, obviously, about authenticity, about dreams, the ones that you have in real life and the ones that you have as you sleep and different timelines so yeah we get a little trippy we get really high and it's just a really fun time so love for you to stick around and listen to us get deep about life about creativity about spirituality about everything um and yeah so hope that you will join us after the break Welcome to Granite Spirits Podcast. How are you? Doing great, girl. How are you? I'm happy to be here. Good. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great too. I'm so excited to get to dive into your spirituality, your art, your heritage, everything. I'm so excited. Just um I've been <laughs> I've been following you on Instagram, so it's so cool to like have you here in person. Well, not in person, but you know what I mean. To like ask you um all of these questions. Likewise. So it's going to be awesome. So yes. let's get started in um, look, like starting at the beginning. Like, how did you get the idea to to start like putting your art out there? Because I know a lot of people love doing art, but it's another it's one thing doing art, but that's another thing putting it out there. Like, I feel like that stuff right. is sometimes really scary. So could you get a little into that? <clears throat> totally. Yeah. So I think like most artists, we all kind of dabble between our crafts we all kind of end up experimenting with how we want to express ourselves artistically and so um you know ever since I was young I've always found myself with a piece of paper and a pen and doodling away so um but yeah I just kind of got to a lot of my friends and family members would be like hey you should actually post your art online and um, you know, it was very nervous wrecking at first because, you know, you kind of uh, have that thought where, you know, you're going to get feedback from strangers online. So it's scary at first, but then it gets exciting once you actually start putting yourself out there and you get positive and constructive feedback from an awesome ass community. So um, I think that it all just started with just a uh, small motivation from family and friends and finally just putting my work out there <laughs> wow yeah so when did you when was that starting point like how long ago <clears throat> excuse me so I actually got on Instagram about two years ago I want to say I think it was 2019 around the time it was COVID time actually when I think most people um you know had a lot of free time and finally decided to you say you know what I'm going to pick up this side project that I wanted to do for the longest and finally just um, plant the seed and see where it takes me. So, yeah, right around COVID time, actually, now that I think about it, was when I launched my Instagram and finally started putting my digital creations out there. So, yeah, around 2019 was the time. That's amazing. And so would you say that like art is part of your soul or like if you were to, if you had to categorize it between your mind, body and soul, where would you put the your passion for art? Definitely. I think that art is a form of self-expression. So I definitely feel that 
Um, any piece of artwork that I put out there has a lot of myself in it, <clears throat> my personality, my energy. I love to put my vibe onto my work that way. Um, you know, it could speak to others the way that it speaks to me. So definitely mind, body, soul, all of it, the whole shebang goes into all of my pieces for sure. Yeah, I can definitely tell. I love how you said that you put your vibe into it because I can like feel it. Like when I look at your art, like I can feel <laughs> your vibe and like now having here, I'm like, yeah, it like matches perfectly. So that's really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So I love to hear that. Yeah, because I feel like that's like what I'm struggling with. Like you were talking about like art is a form of self-expression. And I feel like for so long, I have been like trying to like please everybody else kind of stuff. Like when I put like my stuff out, but now it's like more of like, what would oh, I actually oh. like? What is like my actual vibe to to put it out there? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, once you take that huge step into actually putting yourself out there, uh, it kind of takes off, it rips off that bandage of, of insecurity and, and self-doubt and fear. And it, it kind of motivates you into finally, you know, you know what, I can do this. And I do take a lot of motivation, even from people like yourself, who put themselves out there, who create podcasts and do things like this. So even myself included, take inspiration from people who put themselves out there too. So, yeah, I one of my the first um, like um, art pieces that I saw from you was like with the middle fingers, like unapologetically me, <laughs> and that's like I feel like what really like attracted me to your account because. Like, I feel like that I'm like, I'm in like my fuck everybody stage right now, but I'm just like, fuck yes. everybody else. I just want to do what I want to do. <laughs> and the people, the right people are going to come. And so like, that's what you're talking about. Like with community, like it's, it's weird how putting my, like being my authentic self out there is gaining more traction than when I was like trying kind of like, I feel like it's more natural now. Right. And I completely agree with that where, um, you know, now you're being uh, your authentic self creates more of a attraction towards people that you want to surround yourself with so that's also one of the most um inspirational and positive uplifting parts of doing this artistically and creatively so yes a hundred percent agree totally <laughs> be unapologetically yourself fuck it doesn't matter who doesn't like it um, as long as you like it that's the best part so <laughs> exactly and that's like I really feel like it's really like the soul that's being able to like speak out and like be who you're supposed to be um so I'd love to switch over to talk about weed so like can you talk like what's your what's your journey been like <laughs> yeah so I actually live in a state where it's not a hundred percent there as far as legalization goes and so it's tough out here for a girl like myself trying to be uh, 420 friendly. And so I'm kind of putting myself out there to destigmatize, um, you know, cannabis in itself because there is a lot of negativity surrounding this magical plant because it's really magical. It's amazing. It's medicinal. It's I have a lot of gratitude towards this plant in many ways, you know, not just uh, because it sparks up the creativity. It also allows me to feel comfortable with my thoughts and you know clear myself spiritually and kind of just hit that major reset you know it's like once you hit your first hit of just either your bowl of your blunt or your joint whatever you're choosing to smoke it's like everything just goes out the window and you're like you know what nothing fucking matters everything is okay I'm gonna get through whatever the fuck I got going on and I love that because I don't know anything else that can create that instant release feeling like cannabis does. It's just, uh, like I said, I have a lot of gratitude towards it and I'm working towards this stigmatizing because here where I live, um, like I said, it has a lot of negative, um, uh, a lot of negative stereotypes, to be honest with you. And it's very saddening that, you know, it's in, it's 2023 now and we're still having this same negative and kind of ignorant stereotypes that don't even really fit in because people don't take the time to really research or even like ask a person like you or myself what we benefit from this plant so yeah it's tough out here I'm not going to lie <laughs> 
but it doesn't stop me. I think if anything, that makes me more motivated to be an advocate for this plant because I want people to be able to see it in the same light that we all see it, you know, and benefit from it too. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting that you bring that up that like how healing it is because that's literally what my book is. So my book is, it's called All About Weed and it's, you can't even read it, but it says a thousand plus philosophical, fun, random, trippy healing questions because I really wanted to add that like, it's not just like all the stereotypes. Like I live in California where it is legal, but there's still so many stereotypes. Like just because you're out of like the Bible belt doesn't mean that it's it's so accepted over here either. Like when I, I was wow. even scared of like posting this, like this is the first book that I've, um, that Barnes and Noble picked up. And so I was so excited and I really wanted to post it, but I'm like, man, what is everyone going to think about it? And then that's when, like I said, I'm like my <laughs> fuck everybody stage. And I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm going to post it. And then of course, like I, I got a lot of like positive, but I got also a lot of negative and it was, it was like kind of like weird to like get both, but like I'm at this point where I don't even care anymore because you're right. Like we do need to become advocates because it is a magical plant. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because I like I have friends who smoke, but to actually talk about like the magic behind the plant to like be an advocate is like so magical to be able to talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just, I love it so much. Yes, congratulations on your book, by the way. I think that's amazing that you are putting yourself out there. It's fucking awesome. You know, we think we need more people, like I said, to be able to create a more positive light on this magical plant because that's just what it is. It's just a magical plant that grows from earth, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, with that being said, it's it, it, there's a lot behind it that uh, people just don't understand. I think a lot of it also has to do, especially here where I live, has to do with the whole legalization aspect of it. But it's funny that you say that even in California, in a state, you know, who most people, even like myself, are like, woohoo, 420 friendly as fuck. <laughs> like, I can't wait to go to California. That's crazy that, you know, the stigmas are still there they're so adamant like it's it's something that's uh it's gonna be hard to to rip off that bandage from people and I think it's it's because I think uh, countrywide it needs to be destigmatized decriminalized and you know more than anything stop being put under this light that you know it makes you lazy it makes you unmotivated um, you know, it makes you do crazy things. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The craziest thing I will do will probably be eat all the snacks in my refrigerator. Yeah. And that will probably be <laughs> as bad as it gets. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, um, so I just, uh, I'm excited to have uh, a community like, like yourself and more people out there who I have found because of my account and through my art and I think like you said it attracts more people that are into that same vibe and I think that's so fucking amazing so mm -hmm, definitely but I feel like it's also part of like not feeling ashamed for it because I've been smoking since I was like 18 but I would never I would have never told anybody or it was like I was like very like secretive, <laughs> especially like back when it wasn't legal like I would go to like these sketchy like dispensaries and like going back of alleys oh my god just, girl. Like, smoke. um but I feel like now that I like am free because I feel like before when you, you live with your parents that it's hard to to smoke when you want to but now that I'm living on my own I can just go in my backyard and blaze up and it's fine and then I feel like having that like having a, a safe place to do it and where you're not surrounded by like the negative vibes and stuff then that is when like yeah. healing actually can take place and you can actually get all of the benefits mind body and soul like we're talking about from this plant Definitely. Yes. I think I'm just lucky enough that my siblings are all freaking stoners. Um, but I grew up in a even even my dad's side of the family in Mexico are all, all stoners. So the fact that my parents were very anti weed was just crazy to me. I'm just like, what, dad, your brothers are blazing it up right before they go 
and eat dinner. Like how, like, why is it that you see it in such a negative light? And to him, you know, when I ask this question to people, because I like to get, I like to make it uncomfortable, especially for people who tend to attack folks that like to smoke. It's like, dude, okay, let's have that conversation. Since you're going to come and, and attack this, you know, magical plant, let's have this conversation. Let me ask you, why, why do you feel that way? What has happened to you in your life, in your personal experience that has gotten you to that conclusion? Like, I really genuinely like to ask people that question because a lot of the times, nine times of nine out of the 10 times, their answer is always, they read it online somewhere, some weird commercial. I don't know if you or back in California, and I don't know if they play that commercial. <laughs> and it's a really hilarious commercial of that girl that was like deflated on the couch. And they were like, yeah, like, don't, don't smoke cannabis. Like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> that commercial cracks me up because it's just so ignorant. The ignorance is that commercial. And, and, and it leads people right back to that mentality. Like we all kind of got conditioned to think uh, this way about this plant, we got programmed by society in a way to think about it this way, and and I think it was all because of the government. And I don't want to get deep conspiracy theory wise, but I definitely feel like, um, you know, cannabis was onto something, and the government was like, you know what, this is gonna take away from big pharma. This is gonna take away from people having to go to a doctor and get diagnosed when. We can self-medicate. I'm, and I'm not talking about, you know, bigger issues. I'm talking about minor, uh, um, you know, spiritual medication where you you need just that reset, that daily reset that, you know, cannabis tends to give you. And so, uh, you know, wrapping it back up to where I was. And when I ask people that question, it's like it's it goes back to just an ignorant mindset that they got conditioned to thinking. And so when someone like myself has a genuine conversation with them and I tell them how I've benefit from this plant and I'm not a criminal and I'm not this weird person running around naked in public. I don't know <laughs> what kind of weird mental state you have about it, but whatever, you know, I don't, I let them know and it kind of opens their mind in a way. And even though maybe they might not in the future smoke it, now they see it in a different way and maybe they might not end up attacking the next person that they realize smokes. So um, where are you from, if I can ask you? Are you, um, you're Hispanic, you're Latina? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm Mexican. So I think we understand that that culture, um, ignorant mindset when it comes to cannabis as well, as far as Mexican culture goes too, because that has its own little umbrella that it falls under as well too, down to the culture yeah. It's also crazy how there's stereotypes down to that level as well, too. So mm -hmm. I totally understand with you when you say, you know, you're kind of nervous on the reaction that your parents are going to have. And trust me, same. I think the way that my parents ended up finding out was horrible. I had no power over it. I kind of just ended up getting caught being goofy. And so I had to take accountability for my actions which meant my parents finding out I smoked the giggle bush. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> it was the worst day of their lives. <laughs> it was the worst day of their lives, girl. Ugh. But then they get it's over and everything's going to be okay, right? <laughs> right. You know, like I said, you become an adult and they end up seeing what you're doing with yourself. They see the path that you're on and they know that you have your head on straight and that you have a destination and that you have a plan to get to that destination. So it's like, where are your stereotypes fitting into any of that? Because I'm definitely showing you myself that I'm in nowhere near down that path that you, for some reason, believe that people that smoke cannabis are under, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's a great way of putting it. Oh, I love that. Um, so <laughs> I'd love to also get, so we were talking about like the culture. So now getting into moving from, I mean, like they all kind of go together, but moving from like the soul part to like the body part, can we get into like your heritage and like how, how it was growing up? How'd you get to North Carolina? Stuff like that. <laughs> yes. So I came to the United States back in 2003. Yes. So I've been in North Carolina basically since I came from Mexico to the United States. 
I've been in the same state my whole freaking life. I love North Carolina. It's great. Uh, but, you know, Mexico is the motherland, you know. <clears throat> I was raised there for a good chunk of my life. I came to the United States when I was seven years old. So it was a huge transition, even for someone who's seven years old, because at seven years old, you're very aware of yourself and your surroundings, and you're slowly now becoming aware of your feelings, yada, 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 the whole shebang of being an adult. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a crazy transition. It was rough. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think there was many times where I really just wanted to go back. Because Mexico, where I am from, which I'm from Guerrero, off of the co the east, co the west coast, Lord Jesus of Mexico, um, and we're even down to a more. Um, I say Guerrero because I was born in Acapulco, but I was really raised in a smaller village off of the Costa Chica called Santo Domingo, which is very obscure. So uh, not a lot of people know. If they know, they know the Costa Chica. They do. But the Costa Chica is small. I think we're we're slowly getting ourselves out there. And um, we're like a minor group of people which are called Afro-Mexican. So we are of black shade. You know, we come in all kinds of dark tones. And it was beautiful growing up down there. You know, um, you walk down the street, there's mangoes everywhere, guayabas, all kinds of fruit on the trees. It's just a culture shock when you do end up transitioning from that to this. And it's just like, whoa. Everything here is strict. Everything here is just like, no, you can't do that. You can't go out there and do that on your own. You need to get everything permit, <laughs> permission. So going from having like so much freedom, and I saw that you're a Sagittarius. So now getting into astrology, <laughs> like Sagittarius like, it is like all about like being able to like move freely and like do your own thing to like have that like free spirit. So coming to North Carolina yeah. where everything is strict and everyone's saying no, how did you not lose that that spark that spunk that razzle dazzle mm -hmm. it was definitely hard i i have a twin sister her name is karen and we like to call it our cosmic zestiness and i think having my twin sister was a huge uh plus for me because we're so much alike in many ways and we're very creative in the same ways i mean she doesn't do art she does art in photography form but um having her to be honest with you, and, and both being able to kind of uh, feed off of each other's energy was where it was at for me. Because, yeah, growing up in a state where you can be extremely nitpicked and judged for even the littlest of things here. I mean, we're talking about there's like a Baptist church in every fucking corner of where I live. It's it's super Bible built. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's crazy here. Um and it, it was um, tough and a lot of kind of just fighting yourself. There was a moment in time, I think even my sister and I, we laugh at it. We call it our trying to be normal stage where we try to <laughs> fit in, you know, with everybody else. And we were just like, ooh, this is not it. I, uh, this can't be me. I, I can't. Like, you know, it was just a, a moment of time where we were even both kind of like, I think even having a moment of depression because we were not expressing ourselves, you know, we were kind of holding ourselves back and that's just not who a Sagittarius is. Like we have to be ourselves. Like you said, we have to be able to express ourselves, not just physically, verbally, spiritually, mentally, the whole thing. We like to you know, express ourselves. We like to let people know where we're coming from so that there is no gray area there you know exactly who we are you know what I stand for and if you don't like it you can get the fuck out of my face <laughs> <laughs> exactly like, I feel like that's like where I'm headed because I'm a Sagittarius moon and so it's like my emotions are the ones that need to like get out there and it's been so hard because <laughs> I have like kept it in for so long so I feel like just now is the switch of where I'm getting out there and then it's cool that like, I meet another Sagittarius to, awesome. to get that um, so yes. now we're going to do like a quick break kind of thing. And so we could play some games. Okay. My book. Sounds awesome. So we'll try this first one sober. And then after we'll, we'll smoke. <laughs> so, so the way that it was supposed to play, like you'd get the book and you would just like flip through it. But since I have it on my iPad, I'm just going to 
just like pick a random number and then we'll just see whatever's on that page. Sounds great. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so then you get to pick between one, two, and three. Let's do three. All right. Your best family memory. My best family memory. Hmm. Honestly, I think it was when we literally got here from Mexico for the first time. Because when we had left, uh, when we were in Mexico, my parents came here by themselves before us. So we didn't see them for like two years. So that first time that we all reunited for the first time in 2003 uh, for in America was just magical. I think back to that time all the time. Nostalgic as fuck. <laughs> All right, so this one is, what can you do better high than sober? I love to draw, obviously, when I'm high. I think that's when my creativity comes at me the best. I think I am able to create the most amazing pieces when I'm the littest versus when I'm just sober and I'm overthinking it. I'm just like, oh, this is not working. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, overthinking. Like, let's. I want to get into that. So it's actually like a perfect segue because like the next part is about how you express yourself through your mind. So with overthinking, I one of my favorite um, pieces, you come up with like the best quotes. I'm like, yes, it's exactly what I want. Like whenever you, like one of them was like to, I just want to get naked in a tub and smoke by the mountains. Like that just like spoke to me on yeah. a spiritual level. Um, That's where we belong one, mentally. Yeah. Um, but the other one that really was incredible was Indica helps me like with the controlling the things that I can't and then sativa helps me control the things that I can like that was like wow like complete like mind blown because it's so true so like how did you come up with that right. and yeah <laughs> so uh my husband and I have that conversation about indica sativa all the time and we put it like metaphorically it's like how are you feeling today like sativa or indica and it's like where's your vibe at today is it Liz, are you ready to get shit done or are you trying to just be on the couch you don't want to be bothered with life you just want to uh what is it check out of reality really quick which is that sativa um and then there's that hybrid which i wanted to find a way to incorporate it but i was like you know what i think leaving at the at the sativa indica was just perfect because yeah. it is that balance of being able to you know where you can have the ability to go and get shit done but then there's just that balance where there's days where you just honestly don't have the mental capacity to just put yourself out there and that's completely okay as well so you know yeah. balance mm -hmm. exactly and so I started this is probably like my fourth or fifth um guest that I have on that I, I switched it up for like grounded spirits so this is like the podcast and so originally it was like how to balance between being grounded in like reality and like being a spirit and like being a free spirit and like getting out there like I was trying to balance that but then I switched it to really focus on self-expression and like how can we express ourselves through these two things so like being um grounded and strong like the mountains but also being like being able to like go with the flow like water like the spirit part um and so one person said that they they still feel like they're expressing themselves even when they're like just sitting on the couch just watching tv like being able to check out of reality but that's still a form of self-expression and so like that really hit me because i'm like whoa like you can literally like you can never get tired of expressing yourself like it's something that is constantly there and I, and then the way that he put it was that it's kind of like energy. You have to know how to allow energy to flow through you so that you can always self-express. So you, you never get tired because that energy is just constantly, it's constantly there. You don't need, it's like the whole abundance mindset. Yes. Um, so yes. my, my question is, is that like, do you feel that you can, is it, do you feel like that? Or is it like that you express yourself better with Satya because you are out there getting shit done? Or how do you, how do you view it? Um, so I guess best of both worlds. I like to, to dabble between in that, that quote in which you said that even when we are on the couch, we're still expressing ourselves. Um, true for sure. You know, uh, we're energetic beings. We flow with our environment. And so even when you're sitting down and you're chilling in your own lair, which is what I like to call my room, my lair, my magical cave, 
I am vibing out to to me, my room is a representation of myself. It's my temple. It's my sacred place. It's where I feel grounded, actually. You know, it's where I feel like I could just let loose and I'm comfortable and I don't feel judged. I don't feel eyes on me. It's just me, myself, and my vibes. And so I do like that as well, to where, um, you know, you are expressing yourself both when you're getting shit done and you're out there, you know, putting work into your goals versus where you're actually taking the time to rest as well because you have to have both like you can't burn yourself out because that does burn you out not just spiritually but mentally too which can create art blockages and those are the absolute worst because <laughs> even we can't help you with that <laughs> very true so I guess I am a writer and what's really what was really cool when I wrote like my um like my novel it like, literally felt like spirit like took over and was like writing because now when I like reread it I'm like whoa like how did I even write that so do you feel like that with your art too where you can sometimes like let go of yes. like, that, those blockages it's like an out-of-body experience yes oh, for yeah. sure um, yeah I think I have that experience a lot with my art where you just like let loose and you lose hours of your day and you're just like, whoa, like what time is it? It's dark outside. You take a look at what you got done and you feel very satisfied, very fulfilled. Uh, but it is like an, an out of body experience. It's like you're feeling your your higher self kind of just take control of the um, take you off of autopilot and you're getting out there and getting it done. And that feels amazing too it can almost feel like uh, a high in itself also you know yeah that's like I think that's one of my favorite things I think because like when I smoke I know what being high feels like but then it's cool like when you actually have like a natural high and you're like whoa like I have this high without even smoking so like I think it's cool right I wouldn't have known what that felt like if I didn't smoke so now that I want to get into like spirituality so how when were you spiritually awakened I saw that you have like a lot of like witchy stuff on here which I love so could you get into that like when did you discover that you were a witch <laughs> well I think in Mexico as we both know it's very predominant in our culture um you know craft witchcraft a lot is in itself very common where I'm from uh, but Santeria, too, like very much uh, protecting yourself, learning how to ward off certain energies. That's always been a topic, um, you know, where I'm from. So I think I've always been aware of certain energies. I'm not going to go as far as calling myself an empath because I don't feel like I'm extremely sensitive to energies. But, you know, there are times where I felt myself kind of, um, you know, be taking out of my uh, my bubble, my, my, it's like my aura got pierced into something else. And so, um, I've always kind of been aware of that. Uh, my mom tried to kind of push religion down to us. I hated religion. Um, nothing against it now. I think it was just more of a misunderstanding back then where, you know, I didn't understand religion, but now, you know, where I had an awakening was honestly, thanks to psychedelics, I had a, a beautiful experience under one of the most magical experiences with psychedelics. And I think that made me not only become like, um, you know, depression in itself, because that was one of the major reasons why I really wanted to experiment with psychedelics was because of that purpose and how I heard that it had a lot of magical um, and healing properties with that as well. Even back in the sixties, people were messing with that, but that's a whole, on a whole nother topic. Um, you know, and, and I had my my awakening where I went inside of myself and I kind of met with my my other side of myself, which is, you know, it's kind of like where your ego and your soul are, are connected into one. And it's like, whoa, I am this person and this is who I am and this is what I stand for. And it feels fucking great to be able to reassure yourself in that um, under that experience, because um, it's very, very eye opening, to be honest with you. And I think a lot to psychedelics for that, which is what got me started on my psychedelic on my wow on my spiritual journey, which pushed me into one getting to know myself more, two um, you know getting rid of certain things and beliefs and habits and um, things that I was uh, partaking in from my previous self that were no longer working with me. I really wanted to really just 
shred myself apart and put myself back together. As harsh as that kind of sounds, I really wanted to just take away everything and start over from scratch and, and really have more of a say in what I am and who I stand for and how people perceive me. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that everyone has a different perception about you, but what do you perceive yourself as? I love to perceive myself as this extremely bubbly social butterfly. I am an open book, to be honest with you. The moment that I walk into a room, I am a fresh of breath air. I like to bring people together. I like to talk about things. I like to get to know people. I like to start conversations that that people don't like to have. I like to talk about things that make people uncomfortable, regular people, you know, because I really want to seek out um, the like-minded and, and weirdos, the weirdos, you know, <laughs> I want to find my crew of people. And so even by being myself, which I, 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 that's always who I'm going to be, no matter where I'm at, who I'm with, what I'm wearing, what I look like, um, the representation of me never changes. It's always the same no matter what those um, those categories change. I'm always going to be the same person you're always going to see online versus in person, you're gonna get that same person. I like to, I like to be myself and I want to promote that to other people to take inspiration, to be themselves as well and, and not be afraid, you know, fuck it. People are going to judge you no matter what. And I think that just has to do with people who are very unhealed themselves, you know, and I feel for them. I don't feel better than anybody. I think we're all vibrating to the same fucking frequency. We're all in the same weird fucking reality together. We're all human beings. We're all one. You know, I don't feel better than anybody, but I do believe that some people are lost in their own, you know, they're still reconstructing themselves. They're still in the process of tearing themselves apart they're still in that beginning stages of questioning who they are. And, and sometimes they see people like myself who are not afraid to be them. And instead of taking inspiration, they kind of um, let their insecurities become projections and they attack you for who you are. Like, oh, like she laughs so loud and her voice is so manly and her art is just not all that great. And her content is just, oh, your, re your personality is just all around 420. And that doesn't tear me down. I think if anything, I see those people and I see those comments and I feel sorry for them and I hold them and I pray for them in whatever fucking way. And I'm like, you know what? I hope that you can get to the point in life where you can be like me and not be so fucking uptight and just let yourself loose and have fun. Be fucking you. At the end of the day, no one fucking cares. No one is you. You are you and um, go to sleep with a clean conscience. You know, don't don't go back and be like, damn, I should have said this. I should have acted like that or I shouldn't have let that get to me. You know, like be in the moment is my biggest thing is be aware of you. Be present in the now and enjoy the now as much as you can, because every moment is unique. No moment is the same as the next. So enjoy it as much as you can and try to make core memories of those moments. Wow, like, I just want to, like, take that and just, like, every single person needs to listen to that because you said it so beautifully. Like, <laughs> that could be its own TED Talk in its own. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, that, <laughs> you just, like, opened my I opened my brain, like, everything. That was absolutely incredible. So, with that, are you ready to get high? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's do it. What do you like to smoke? Do you prefer glass or do you like to smoke uh bowls or blunts or my favorite is a bong so that's what I'm gonna smoke right now oh, my little bong um but then I also have like, my little my little vape oh. pen um I love joints um pipes are okay but I feel like you can get more air out of uh, more smoke out of like, a bong <laughs> so I'd rather do that um yeah I, I'll smoke anything except for edibles I don't I can't do edibles like, I mean, it's the whole thing that I was saying earlier, like really? smoking, you can control with edibles. I feel like I've always either I've always done too much where I'm like having an out of body experience and it's like scary. Oh, but that's actually <laughs> before I smoked. That was another thing that I wanted to touch on, because when I was younger, 
I would sometimes get like really bad, like paranoia smoking. And like now I've gotten so much better, but I wanted to know if you had any of that too before. Honestly, at the beginning, I started smoking at a really young age, which I honestly wish that I would know. You know, I wish that I would have given myself uh, uh, more time to um, be sober, I guess. <laughs> um, but I started experimenting with with cannabis, I think around 15. I was super fucking young. But the friends that I was hanging out with were like, yo, this is what we're doing and we're OK. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to see what this is about. And at the beginning stages, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I will get extremely paranoid. I would be, I will be having out of body experiences. I felt like my body was twitching. I'm like, can they see me twitching? Am I twitching or am I just like tripping? You know, I felt like <laughs> I was seeing myself from like a third person yeah, perspective. Okay, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah, I had to like, I took it down after that because, I mean, you know, that's your first experiences. Your tolerance mm -hmm. is zero to none. So it's yeah. almost psychedelic, the experience that you have those first couple times you smoke, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Hey, cheers. Oh. I just grew my glass collection within the last couple months and even after I have so many bowls to pick from, I don't know why <coughs> this guy is just great. Like, that's so it just gets so oh smooth. <laughs> Looks like a pickle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, first to spy something blue. Is <coughs> any blue around? Jeez. Oh, I'm going to win. I have my blue. Dang. I'm over here like, I have all these markers right beside me. I'm stoned already. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, okay. This is a weird question, but I wrote I wrote the book when I was high, so let's see. Um, it says, what language gives you blue vibes? Maybe hmm, the color blue. Maybe German. I don't know why. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. Huh. German. Let's go with that. <laughs> like, what would you think the co like colors taste like? You know, we always kind of assume that pink would taste like strawberry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, what would blue taste like? That's a good question. Um, I think what, that blue, blue would taste like, like Pop Rocks, where it's like bubbling in your mouth. Ugh, I love blueberry flavor anything, so I will go with blueberry for sure. I mm, love blueberries. So good. Blueberry anything, yes. Okay, so this one is the one who can't think of a rhyme for pot goes first. So we'll go back and forth and just rhyme with pot. So oh. you can go first. Um, So something that pot. Lot. Um, dot. Dot. Hot. Jot. Like you're jotting something down. Jeez. I'm drawing a blank already. <laughs> Oh my god. Spot. Um man. <laughs> not, not. Dang it. You see, we're getting to those things where like the thinking process is becoming long. <laughs> yeah. Brain fart. Jeez, you know what? I don't think I I don't think I have one. Okay. Well, this is actually a perfect question for you anyway. So I'm it's really good thing not. That you <laughs> that you didn't get it. <laughs> so this it's like so perfect. Would you rather stir the pot, smoke it, or both? Stir the pot, smoke the pot, or both? Both, for sure. I love to stir <laughs> the pot and, of course, smoke, smoke it while I'm stirring it and then step back and watch the shit show happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like, oh, no. I think that's a Sagittarius thing to do. You're like, you know what? I'm going to stir the pot and I'm going to step back and see what happens. Fuck mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, the last person who sent an Instagram message picks. The that? last person who sent me. Oh, Bro Boys, who is a brand that I've been working with. Super cool guy. Um, constantly sends me messages to uplift and motivate. So, yep, shout out. That's great. Okay, so then you get to pick the between one, two, and three. 
Let's do two this time. What account has the best weed content other than yourself? <laughs> oh, so there's this artist called Cabin Seven. I don't know if you're aware. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've run into her art. Her art is freaking amazing. And I take a lot of inspiration, honestly, from that artist respectfully. So yeah, for sure. Love her and her art and everything that she puts out there is just like magical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, do you dream differently when you go to sleep high? Do I dream? So, so <clears throat> I've been experimenting with binaural beats for about five or six years. So I sleep wow. with different frequencies every night and I induce um, lucid dreaming. I love to lucid dream. And so, I mean, about if I do get extremely lit before I go to sleep, there will be a, a moment in which I don't become aware of myself in my dream until I'm very deep into my dream. Um, and then I become randomly aware of myself in my dream. And so I'm always aware of myself in my dreams. And I think that binaural beats help um, with the memory aspect of it, because a lot of people say that they have a hard time remembering their dreams if they go to sleep high. But I don't know if you do, but you should try it. If you haven't with binaural beats, I feel like you will always remember your dream. And maybe not as soon as you wake up, but even throughout the day, your dream will start coming to you and you'd be like, oh, I remember now. And it could be like smells or music or even seeing someone that sparks up that memory of your dream. Yeah, no, I love so I haven't done it to go to sleep to but I do like the first thing I do when I wake up is I like put on like the bio binaural beats and then like my dream just like replays in my head as like when I'm like first waking up. But I'm gonna try doing it at night because so with me and lucid dreaming, like I there's been a couple of times where I'm dreaming and it's like, oh, hey, like this is a dream. And then I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do now? And then it, I, I don't know what to do. And so then it just like goes back into replay. So do you have any tips on how to how to lucid dream? So <clears throat> I think more than anything, pra that practicing becoming aware of yourself uh, for sure at the in initial stages is going to be like that constantly. It's kind of like your dream is scared of you becoming aware. It's like, nope, we're going to switch the dream now that you're here. You're ruining the vibe, okay? We're going to switch the channel. <laughs> but it's like at some point, it's like I'm not, I'm not here to control the dream. I'm here to be a passenger of the dream. I just want to see it. Mm -hmm. And so for the most part, I'm not really controlling the dream. I'm not trying to control myself in the dream. I'm more of just practicing awareness. Like, okay, I know that this is a dream. I know where I'm at. I'm just going to let it flow. I'm not going to try to take any type of control or say anything to anyone. I'm just going to see where it takes me. And um, just not trying to be too in control of where the dream is trying to lead, I think, helps become aware more of yourself and then eventually you do become to a point where you can control where you go in the dream, who you're talking to, and even what questions you want to ask, which is very trippy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Definitely going to try that tonight. That, yeah, that is so cool because it's like really weird. Like right now, especially now that it's like trying to kick in more, I'm like getting higher and higher, but it's like, <laughs> I feel like the when you said that, it's like, I felt it like in my head that it was like, you already knew this. Like, we've been trying to tell you this, but you, like now I, I needed I needed you to say it to, for me to, to understand it. <laughs> and you read my mind too. And I'm I feel like- I'm gonna smoke again. <laughs> like, wait a minute, this conversation requires for a bullshit. <laughs> no, seriously, but um, the astral realm, <laughs> It's a very trippy conversation to have. Everybody has a different um, perspective or belief of what the astral realm is. I believe that the astral realm is a different dimension floating above ours. So here's us, and then there's the yeah. astral, which is right above us, or could be below us. I don't know. I don't have the answer. It's a different dimension now. It doesn't work or operate under the same, um, you know, the time, space, and all that same bullshit that we hold our reality towards. The, the astral realm works on a different system of itself. Like, 
time and space and even the perception of you is different. Like you could even be a different person. You'd be a whole alien if you really wanted to be. Yeah. So the astral realm definitely is vibrating on a whole different frequency. And <clears throat> if you do get into the topic of sleep, then you sh uh, you would know like, you know, the, the, the REM time where we're asleep and we're actually getting like REM sleep it's so small that window of REM sleep is not really long so if you really think about it we're only deep asleep for about two hours two to three hours of that six to eight hour span of in which you're sleeping you know so it's like where and how far can we reach the depths of the astral realm within that period of time because time doesn't work the same way over there you know <laughs> But that's what's also so cool is that when you think about it, like, how did I have this like whole on like, like life almost in this like two hour span of like our time, two hours, but like right. it feels like you were there for months or something or years sometimes. So yeah, I love that. Uh, even to the point where, you know, you come back to this reality and you're like, wait, this doesn't, I don't feel like I belong here. Like I had a whole nother life okay, somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever felt it where sometimes when I'm like telling like my husband about my dreams and sometimes I'm like, wait, was that in real life or was that part of the dream? Like, does that ever happen to you too? Yes. That's actually funny that you bring that up. I one time and I call it the hedgehog day dream because in my dream, I woke up to a phone call from my, one of my managers and they're like, hey, are you coming to work? And turns out I was like 30 minutes late. I was supposed to already be at work. So in the dream, I get ready for work. I put on my clothes. I go to work. I clock in and I say, hey, to my coworkers. I'm like, hey, what's up? And I get to work. Tell me why I wake up in real life to a phone call from my manager asking me if I'm going to come to work. And I'm over here like mind fucked, beyond mind fucked, beyond mind fucked, because I'm just like, what? What's happening here? What is this? Did I like tell myself in my dream that I was going to be late? I don't know. But the thing is, that whole day felt so off. It was like deja vu all day beyond deja vu. Like oh. I felt like I I corrupted the simulation in the matrix and I just I wasn't supposed to be there that day or something. Like oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Evaluate me chills because now we're getting to like a whole like trippy thing. That's cool. I love it. Okay, so yeah, like getting into like different timelines. So I feel like that experience, like you were in a whole different timeline than like your like normal timeline. But sometimes I feel yeah, like- Yeah, definitely felt off. Yeah. Like you, sometimes you need to jump timelines to like get to where you want to go. So like, how do you, how do you view that? It's a trippy conversation for sure. I think once you start getting into that topic, it starts to really take reality apart. And um yeah, I, I believe, honestly, that we, there's multiple versions of ourselves, multiple realities. String theory, which is what is more commonly called, where, you know, there's a different version of yourself that's just a little bit tad different from you based on the different decisions that you made, blah, 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 and so on and so on and so mm -hmm. on, right? I do feel that way. I believe that there are multiple versions of ourselves and there are times where we tap into those different versions of ourselves or we take a peek into those lives through the astral realm like that's where we kind of all meet together because we're under the same system of like physics like where we can all all of those realities are meeting at once and what that is there's no one to say that the dreams that we're peeking into isn't the different realities of ourselves and and just kind of tapping into that and tuning into a little bit of that reality yeah, definitely agree. 100% that. Yeah, everything that you said. So right. I guess my question is, is like, how do you like getting into like your personal like dreams and goals? Like, how do you how do you feel about like, man, I don't know how to answer this, that discussion, but like okay, on this <laughs> mountain, like there's so many ways to like get up to that mountain top. So how do you know like which way it is to, for you personally to get to that to that mountain top? I guess it just all comes down to the feeling like I think we all subconsciously know the answer to all of the things that we go through in our lives. We know what's up. We know what's good. 
Um, and But we deep down get lost in the sauce in this reality. I think the ego gets confused. It gets distracted. It sees the pretty flowers on the side of the mountain. It's like, oh, we should pick a flower up. And then we get lost. And now we're not no longer on the trail that takes us back to the top. So I think there is no right way to get to the top. I think it's just down to where, how you do it, experiment, get up there and learn. And that's the most important part of that passage is to just learn from getting from one point to the next. And and I think that's just the human uh, uh, reasoning for, that's the whole meaning of humanity. I think it's just us to learn from the experience and that's it. There's no greater purpose than to just be and live and being this like. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. But it's interesting that you said like pick up a flower like on the way up to the mountain because sometimes it is nice to like, just like lay in the grass and just like soak up that experience too. And like, you know, yeah. So it's like how you're saying like that there's no one right way that always are gonna take you to the top. It's just like, what view do you want? So it's more of like your perspective of like, right. how do you want that all to be? So it's cool. Yes. And how hard do you want it to be? Do you want to take the hard way up or do you want to take the scenic way up? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because that's true. Like sometimes like when I'm hiking, I do, I would rather take like the hard way up than, cause I feel like it's more fun sometimes like to mountain, like to rock climb instead of like going on this like path that it's already set for you. So that's like a really yep, sometimes a, sometimes a challenge is needed. Yeah. How interesting. But I think it's also important to right. know <laughs> that you don't have to make everything into a huge challenge. Like sometimes it is better just take the easy way. <laughs> I think as humans we we do that to ourselves because society makes us feel like we have to prove ourselves. We have to show our worth. And, and, and show people that, look, I'm fucking macho, man. Like, I'm strong as fuck. I'm going to take the hardest way to the fucking mountain. And can nobody say shit to me? Good for you, you know? That's a journey for yourself, though. Don't let that, don't let it become you proving yourself to others. It's about you proving yourself to you and the past versions of yourself. And that's basically it. The, the only competition really just becomes yourself and and the next challenge and that's it and just learning taking from the past experience and taking it with you like you know what i fucking learned that went the hard way the last time i did not have a good fucking time so this time i'm gonna take this route because i just wanna i wanna take it easy like you said i wanna sit down and enjoy the fucking flowers like (laughs) sometimes you don't need to take the hard way up if you don't want to if if it's not necessary you know Mm -hmm. What are your, <laughs> you know, if your biggest dream could come true, like what would it be? My biggest aspiration is to become a full-time artist. I see myself <clears throat> a couple years from now and I don't give a shit how I'm going to get there. I just know I'm going to. <laughs> it's like I said, you know, the, the way to the mountain. I see the way up and I see myself there already. And I know that it's going to take uh, work and time and effort, but I'm not losing track of my vision. I know that I see myself becoming a full-time artist. I want to move. If if cannabis doesn't become legal here, I want to move somewhere where it is because obviously my brand and my type of work is surrounded around that community. And I want to be somewhere where it's not going to hold me back because of the legal status of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Come to California. <laughs> so somewhere legal. Yes, I've heard really great things. So many people constantly tell me to move to California. I'm just like, oh, it's a scary move, but I see it in the future for sure. I am not, I'm only scared of the new adventure that that what's going to bring and the risk and the thing, the whole shebang. It's exciting. It's scary, but it's, um, you got to take a risk and that's the only way that you can get shit done. it's um you know going out there and getting it so yeah being a full-time artist moving somewhere where it's legal and building the house of my dreams I would love to build a house from scratch I'm I love that whole tiny home community stuff um I want a small home I want a tiny home I want to build it from scratch I want it to be me in every single aspect of it like and I know some people would be like well you know that could be so hard or how are you going to achieve that um, you know, with you and even your legal status, because that's also one of the things that holds me back. 
<clears throat> is not being from here too. So, uh, you know, I don't let things hold me back. There's opportunities for growth along the way everywhere. And if you um, open your eyes and actually allow these opportunities to take fruitation into your garden, like crazy things can grow out of it and you can eat out of that shit for years. And so that's where I plan on, I'm kind of nurturing that, that garden at the moment. I planted the seeds and I'm just kind of nurturing to it. I'm tending to it with intention and, and keeping myself focused and really constantly reminding myself not to lose track of that vision because that's where I fucking belong. And no one else can tell me otherwise except myself. And so I'm not taking that away from me. Therefore, I know where I'm going. <laughs> so my last question is, um, how do you how do you see yourself as a grounded spirit and how can you help others become grounded spirits? Um, so I see myself as um, a person who dabbles, you know, I love to to be free spirited and and practice and and partake into shit that takes me outside of my comfort zone. And so um, I think being by being myself and expressing myself that way, I think I can inspire other people in that same light. And and by also, you know, having these conversations too, allowing people to creating a space and allowing people to be able to express themselves, even if they have an opinion who is opposite from mine or we have totally different views that contradict each other, but we can still come together and not let those things um, separate us as fucking human beings. Because at the end of the day, like I said, we're all stuck in this shit show of a human reality show, what I like to call it. <laughs> we're all together in this. And so, you know, just reminding one another that we're all in this together. You're not alone. You're not better than me. I'm not better than you. We're all stuck in this shit together. So let's try to make the best of it, you know? Let's have a fucking party. Fuck it. Exactly. Yes, it's a perfect way to end it. Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> it's been absolutely, like, eye-opening um, conversation. So thank you so much. And before you go, can you let us know where to find you? Yes. Yeah, so you guys are welcome to find me on Instagram, which is at um art by underscore mozart or if you are on facebook as well i do have a page called art by mozart too which you guys can find me on there as well so wherever you are you're welcome to find me i am also on twitter if anybody's on twitter <laughs> it's um at carrie underscore mozart that's k-a-r-i and then underscore mozart awesome and i saw that today you um accepting commissions on your page so if you want to Talk a little bit about yeah, that. so my commissions forms are officially open. Um, I will start officially starting taking projects at the end of the month. But being that my forums are open, I am finally able to start, um, you know, bringing in new projects. So anybody who's interested in working with me and getting any digital 420 illustrations, come my way. I got you. Awesome. Right, thank you so much again for being on the show. Thank you. And that's it. So thank you so much for listening. If you learned something or if our stories resonated with you, please give this podcast a five-star review wherever it is they listen to your podcasts. If you are on Spotify, I do have a question there for you. If you'd, I would love for you to answer it, if you would. Uh, if you'd like to connect with uh, Mozart or myself, you can look below. There's a link there, and it'll take you to to my website which is and then from there you can see all of our instagrams and everything else um and yeah just thank you so much for listening i did have some major revelations with the new moon in aquarius this last week and so if you're not following me on wisdom go follow me there at it's laura alin two a's and and yeah, so go check that out because there's like some like really major stuff. I was like, whoa, crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm just really thankful for for like this little community that we're building together. I'm thankful that 
Mozart was able to come onto the show. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I've been a fan of hers for a while, so it was cool to like talk to her. And yeah, next week we're going to have Kathy Nesbitt when she also has this dichotomy of like the masculine and the feminine for talking back to last week with Amanda Kate. Um, so with Kathy, she is a laugh coach and she also has a worm business and yeah, so we get a little, we laugh a little and that'll be for next week. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful week and see you next time.